looking right at it. Oh. Welcome to Fired Up Podcast. <laughs> I'm Andrew Hopple. And I'm Cameron Hewitt. <laughs> I think we do I think we just got into our first fight. And uh we are a fitness-based podcast, everybody here at the Fired Up Podcast. But Cam and I talk about a number of different things. Good to be here with you guys today on for what is for us a sleepy Sunday morning. <laughs> Dude, the birds are chirping. The deers are in the in the yard. The it's, so, <laughs> it's so peaceful. All right. Well, I guess I will be the brains and the brawn of today's team here, guys. And I'll lead us through this podcast <laughs> as Cam struggles to start with a decent footing. So <laughs> Whatever, dude. Oh my gosh. Um, hey, do you want to do you want to start with? Uh, I think we should start with this tweet because I have it in front of me, and I think it's kind of funny. Sounds let's just great. let's just I start with it. it. So I don't know what tweet this is. Nikki Nikki Minaj is actually my. She's been my hero for quite some time, and uh, <laughs> and that has now been confirmed because I think it was like five days ago or something. She tweeted out. For, also, side note, real quick, and we can talk about this later, Andrew. How does Twitter make money? I don't know. They don't do ads. I have no idea how they make money. But anyways, she said, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. That is absolutely nutty. Like, what a shitty thing to have happen. Like, you're trying to do this thing that you think is going to be, you know, good for you and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden your your balls, like, swell up. And then your fiance is like, yeah, I don't know if I want to go through with this anymore. Uh, I mean, now that's all, here, like, he say she say type of situation. So I don't know if we can actually confirm that that's what had taken place. That is the rumor though. Yeah. Yeah. So if that is what had taken place because of a, a vax, I mean, that's pretty messed up. Oh yeah. I mean, and there's like, you know, it's funny though, dude, it's like with the vaccine, I feel like there are random cases of people having really bad, side effects and it's it's like seemingly there's no way to tell if you'll be someone that has really bad side effects um before you get it but that's also like the same thing with some covid cases too right like there could be someone who's healthy and they get covid and then all of a sudden like they're in the hospital right or like they die or something like, and those are both scenarios are pretty rare like it's not really the main stream of what's happening but i don't know i think it was best like what you and i were talking about last episode and this is what you know the goddess Nicki minaj says she's like make sure you're comfortable with your decision like that's actually pretty like it's a pretty smart thing to say like whether you get vaccinated or not as long as you feel comfortable about your decision and you're confident then then you're good to go you know, and if you end up getting COVID and get really sick, it's like, okay, well, you thought you're making the best decision. If you get vaccinated and it doesn't, doesn't go very well, well, at least you can say that you were making the decision because you thought about your scenario and it was a, a yeah. good call at the time, right? I mean, that's just yeah. 
that's how people should operate in this sort of situation. If you're getting it because of, you know, social pressure or, you know, whatever, that's not a good reason. What if you do it for that reason? Then it goes, it goes really poorly. Then you're going to be kicking yourself in the swollen testicles because you, you did it for reasons you didn't want to. And now you're also paying consequences. Right. And that can go both ways. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think there's been a lot of just make the decision without, you know, just listen to us or listen to this side, that side. And we want you to make this decision and stop worrying about it. So I think it's, I think you're on the right path there with talking about how we need to make the decision for ourselves, but think about it and figure out what you want to do. And Cam and I have talked about this before on the podcast that there's always opportunity costs. So there's an opportunity whenever or whenever an opportunity takes place or presents itself, there's opportunity for taking that opportunity and you know attacking it head on. There's also opportunity cost for not doing that and everything else, every other option or outcome in between. So there's never just a single side to an opportunity. There's realistically hundreds, thousands of different scenarios that can take place off of every opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. So understanding those and making the decision, we have to know what we're risking and what we're losing out on for our decisions. So, yeah, I mean, like, just in all honesty, is like you know, like I got the vaccine. I felt like shit for a day after, which was kind of demoralizing because I just got off my second like run of COVID and I started feeling good. And I got the vaccine, and then I was like feeling like shit for another day. And I was like, dude, can I just get a break from feeling like crap? Um, but now there's like this whole booster shot thing and i'm like dude i don't know i'm just i'm not gonna get it like i know the the reason i got covid the second time i was overworked overtired underrested super stressed out like my immune system was probably just shit and and yeah dude it just did i don't know i think it makes a lot of sense that i would have gotten sick in any capacity it just happened to be to be covid and I think you're kind of in the same boat. I am. I have COVID. <laughs> Dude, welcome Confirmed. to the welcome to the club. How's it feel? I know. It's it's taken me a good year and a half, but I'm finally here, guys. A little no, bit of a late bloomer. Who, those of <laughs> you who have had this earlier, I uh, I definitely can take back the words that I, I said earlier. I mean, I know maybe this is the newer strand of COVID. Maybe this is Delta. I don't mm -hmm. know anything about that. But earlier I was saying, yeah, if I did get COVID over the last year or whenever I was saying these things prior, it was either insignificant or negligible for because uh, I didn't really notice being sick. But I, I truly I, I, I've been the healthiest I've ever been over the last year and a half. So mm -hmm. this is significant versus definitely not something that could be ignored. And it's significant in the fact where this feels like a flu to me. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's just my personal situation here. It doesn't, it reminds me of the flu. The last time I had the flu, I was uh, a sophomore in college. So I was 20 years old or so. So mm -hmm. about six or seven years ago now. And 
it was the same situation where I couldn't, you know, stand up for the first couple days, uh, no energy, really tired and same thing. This is day six or seven or whatever now. And mm -hmm. I'm almost back to normal. My energy levels are still a little low and I'm a little congested. I'm sure you guys can hear that, but it's, it's basically not as bad as what I would have anticipated COVID to be with, especially early on with the, uh, the hype for myself. Mm -hmm. But the first couple of days, yeah, they sucked. I felt sick. I was uh, sleeping the whole time. Now, some of the craziest stuff that I've had so far, I've gotten these crazy body aches where a couple of nights ago, I was trying to sleep and my lower back and my hips were in so much pain. Hmm. I could not get comfortable and and fall asleep. So I was rolling in bed for a good and rolling was like so hard for a good couple hours. And I eventually had to get up and hobble downstairs and go taking a leave. And I was wow. like, I'm, I'm 75. And then the leave finally uh, helped me get to bed. But it's been some of the ache stuff has been really interesting. It's been weird. But other than that, I feel like I'm on the mend. It's just now it's it's not overall body soreness. It's not anything crazy. It's just mm -hmm. the energy levels and the ability for myself to focus. And uh, I feel kind of cloudy still. Yeah. I mean, I would say if you if you have any variant, it's probably the beta variant. I think that would make the most sense um, <laughs> for you. But you know what's interesting about the... Um, I was hanging on to that one for a little while, just so you know. But okay, so going back to your your low back and hip pain and discomfort, I'd be curious to know if it's because when when did that happen? Was that pretty early on, or was it? That was like two days ago. So about four days in. Yeah. Because, and this somewhat of a similar thing happened to me not when I had COVID, but when things shut down you're so used to like, or your body's so used to like walking around for a good part of the day, being physically active consistently throughout the day. And all of a sudden, boom, you're you're probably sitting on the couch and laying in bed for a good chunk of the day. And when COVID first hit like 18 months ago, when I, and I wasn't working, I spent so much more time on the couch and like, mind you, dude, I was working in sheet metal. So I'm moving these massive sheets, all over the place. I'm on my feet all day. And then also training. And then all of a sudden you go to sitting for 10 hours a day. Dude, I would get like, I'd get like back spasms. Like it was, it was bad, dude. Um, yeah, I wonder. So I wonder if that's the same thing with you where your body, and I don't really know how that whole like mechanism works where you go from super active to not active at all. And then you, you know, get achy or whatever, but I bet, I bet that's got something to do with it. I don't know, man, but it was, it was super, that was probably one of the worst parts about this whole bout. And now we're, we're on the mend. So we're getting there every day is a little bit better. Just a lot of sleeping. It's interesting too. I, I feel like I have to take naps every couple hours. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to be productive or to try to get to a place where you can be productive again for, for work or whatever. When you, you just feel so tired, like I sit up at, remember the first day I sat up at my desk I like after an hour, I was like, all right, I'm smoked. I got to go. 
Take yeah, a nap. dude. And it's like if you're sick the way you are, it's like if you try to like really push it in certain ways, you're just gonna end up feeling so much worse. And your body's like, dude, can we please just drink some water and go to sleep and let your body do its thing? Like, I remember that just that, in, that intense tiredness. We were like, I can't do anything. Like, it, it's just a a huge limitation. So, I bet a lot of people are wondering. I'm kind of wondering if there's an update because you and I were texting about this like a few days ago. Are you going to, I guess, do you feel like you failed 75 hard or do you feel like you kind of managed it in certain ways that you could either take a pause or count these days? What are you thinking? Good question. No, no compromise. I definitely failed it because I wasn't able to uh, do my two workouts over the, the last week. So, you know, maybe I could, I could have started doing some stretching now over the last two days and then also some walking, but it was just the first couple of days were like a straight up flu. So I, I was not able to, I did some stretching day one when it was pretty bad. And that was like really hard to do 45 minutes of stretching. And, uh, then I was like, all right, now we're going to go for that walk in a few hours. And I was like, dude, there's no way. Like you just feel dizzy, you feel tired. Mm-hmm. So there was, it would have been no good. And the idea here is, would this have been helping me or would it have been hurting me? And at that point it would have been hurting because there's, there's just no positivity behind that besides the ability to say a week later, yeah, I had COVID pretty bad for a couple of days and I still was able to get through 75 hard, but it sucks because, you know, I was more than halfway done. I was about 50 mm-hmm. days in or so, and we had to call it quits. But that's how it works, man. But you know what? You're wearing a Jocko Willink shirt, and you saying that makes me think, well, good. Because now you're, what, 45, was it 40, 40 days in? I was 46, 47. All right, four, all right 46 days in plus another 75 is going to get you to somewhere around 115, 120, whatever. You know what Jocko would probably say to you, Andrew? What would he say? He'd say, good. That Now you will do a third of your year as 75 hard. A third of your year of following a diet. A third of your year of not missing workouts, reading 10 pages, all that stuff. Like That is way, way more intense. And honestly, dude, like if you can do it for a third of a year, you do anything for that long, it becomes a habit. It becomes well, a part it, of your lifestyle. It did, it did. It did feel pretty sustainable that time. I wasn't as aggressive with uh, restrictions on food, but I made sure, like I talked to you guys about prior, no fast food. So there was none of that. There's mm-hmm. no, you know, sweets. There's no pop. There's no alcohol. All that good stuff. So uh, there were restrictions. No fried foods but it wasn't as incredibly strict as it was last time where the last three weeks of 75 hard round one, I was like, let's up the ante. And I was like, right. the only, you know, the only carbohydrate intake besides like fruits or vegetables that I'm going to take in is going to be rice. or something. <laughs> right. No, you, you definitely went like balls to the walls the first time where essentially dude, I mean, your diet was akin to probably what, close to what Alex is doing right now for his prep. I mean, it was just clean and 
very restrictive and yeah if you guys haven't checked out uh alex um our good buddy alex dude he's been on the podcast a couple times trainer alex go follow him on uh the ig instagram he's posting up he is actually we'll probably repost him uh over the next coming weeks he's getting ready for the olympia so he is getting pretty lean he's closing in on his finish date for his cut Mm -hmm. yeah what three weeks Three more yeah. weeks or something you said? Three weeks yeah. as of yesterday or the day before or something like that. So super proud of that guy. He's doing a really good job. And yeah. of course, he's a, he's a fired up podcast uh, hometown hero. So Yeah. And I mean, dude, I remember <laughs> when you and I trained with him, he said he was something like 10 weeks. Because when, when we trained with him, he was a couple days out from starting his prep. And I was like, you know, how long is it going to be? He said like eight to 10 weeks. And um when he posted that first photo like a while ago, I think it was when he was probably more around like eight weeks out. I was like, dude, he's already looking like he looked pretty lean. Like if he was walking down the beach, you'd be like, Oh, that dude is like that dude like sticks. He like sticks out, you know, like he doesn't look normal (laughs) per se. Um, And now that he's like really leaning out, dude, you know, you're lean when across your chest you have like veins popping like that yeah. is that's not normal man that's <laughs> he's looking good so oh yeah give him a shout out if you guys follow him on uh, instagram tell him you know he's doing a good job give him some love because that stuff is tough man it's- yeah, and he's a aa physique and performance if you guys don't follow him and and dude he's also i mean alone from or aside from just um his updates and whatever the videos he makes are pretty informative like there's not a lot of flair to them they're just they're educational they're they're good to watch and yeah i mean they're they're great yeah he's super knowledgeable he knows his stuff so yeah i mean i'm i'm leaning out myself with this impromptu cut so we're at uh over the last week i've i told cam i'm down about 10 or 11 pounds in total so so what's that what, what do you weigh I mean, are you down like 190, 185? No, I'm, down, I'm down to, yeah, like 199. Wow, dude we're, dude, we're 10 pounds away from each other. Well, like 12 pounds away from each other, dude. Yeah, it was all muscle though, so it's it's definitely. <laughs> Andrew is now a weak little baby. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how fast um, you feel like you lose, like not the right way when you're feeling sick when you get Mm -hmm. something like this and I've had to lay up in bed. I haven't been able to guys training is just stimulating the body to either put on muscle a certain way, retain muscle, all that good stuff. Or if you even want to go on the route of cardiovascular training, right? We're stimulating our body to, to be more adept to that type of stimulus that we put on our body. So if I've gone a week and it may seem silly a week or two weeks, even, without regular weight training or really any weight training, I'm not stimulating my body to retain muscle mass as usable mm-hmm. energy. So I, my body will start becoming catabolic and breaking down muscle mass uh, in order to, especially if I'm not taking in a ton of energy, if I'm not eating a lot, which I haven't been, and my body is used to 3,000, 4,000 calories a day. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, my body's like taking in 1400 calories max, which may seem like a lot to you guys or a few of you out there, 
but it's in comparison to what my body's normally used to. If I'm consistently taking in 12 to 1400 calories a day at maximum for a good week or two, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like my body's going to be like, we got to pull energy from somewhere. It's not going to be encouraged to hold on to my muscle mass as much. So it's, it's definitely, it can happen quick and right around at least the studies that I've heard of and I've read of like the one week to the two week mark is when you start seeing that like real catabolic catabolism state where, where you're going to start breaking down muscle mass. If you don't take in protein levels adequately, if you don't weight train at least a little bit. So we're, we're right around the point where my body's going to start going catabolic and start breaking things down. So I need to, I need to get on this mend so I can kind of save the ship here. Yeah. You're at, you're at critical mass right now. And honestly, dude, it's like as maintaining is, is not that difficult under, under normal circumstances. Like if you weight train two to three days a week, have adequate protein intake, you can maintain fairly easily. Um, if you're in like a really busy season of life, that's fine. But man, when, when it's, when you're just down with the cocoa and not feeling good, dude, I mean, it's, it's a different ball game, but honestly, dude, the, the good news is since you've been fairly consistent for, I would say five years plus, I mean, granted there's going to be ebbs and flows in there, but you've always been working out in some capacity um, I think, dude, you're going to bounce back rather quickly. And that's another reason Yeah, we got that mature muscle. So we're, we're doing, <laughs> we're doing all right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's another reason to stay consistent. Cause if there's anything in life that just kind of is a, a wrench in the gears, it's like, well, you, you'll bounce back a lot faster than someone who has been inconsistent their whole life. Yeah. So you'll be fine, dude. You'll be fine. You'll get back to it. No, I'm excited to get back to the swing of things and so I, I had this uh, crazy situation, dude. I'm not going to use any names, but I, I definitely want to talk about it because I thought it was hilarious. I was trying to put together a nutrition and uh, nutrition workshop for work. And um, I had somebody, a friend of a friend, reach out and say, hey, you know, my friend can uh, help with that, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, great. That sounds good to me. I would love to have somebody with more education than myself to, uh, to give, you know, education to the member base and all that good stuff to help educate everybody and help them. Cause I, I asked the, the crew, I, I said, I asked, I asked the member base, what do you guys want to learn about? How can I help you be more successful in, in all things fitness and mm-hmm. macronutrients and nutrition was the number one thing that people asked for. So I, I would love to outsource for that and then maybe help get somebody, uh, some business as well. So anyways, friend of a friend, Sat down, chatted with them. Basically, after saying, yeah, you know what? Love to work with you. Love to do this workshop with you. Um, going through it. Yeah, let's talk over the next couple of weeks. Radio silence over uh, <laughs> the first couple of weeks. So, and of course, I'm busy. Then I get sick. And I'm like, okay, we need to like get this ball rolling again. Like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I haven't heard from them. So, I... I have uh, have the crew reach out to my team, reach out to them again and say, hey, talk to blah, 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 because I'm out for the next week or so at the very least. And 
finally get in contact or my team gets in contact with them and they're they're super dodgy about answering questions about their background and stuff and my team you know calls me and they're like hey you know where'd you find this person they're, they were kind of weird they were, they were acting kind of strange and i'm like what i'm like what do you mean i was like like were you able to get because the number one thing i wanted was hey send us your credentials that we can advertise you and all that good stuff to get people excited about the event. Mm-hmm. And apparently they were being super dodgy about that. I looked them up on LinkedIn uh, same day and I'm like, oh my God, screw me. So apparently this person thought they're basically what it looks like to me an MLM person for a health coach and marketing. Oh no. <laughs> Cause they, it, it says that they're an entrepreneur and stuff. And listen, Hey, absolutely no flack for you having your own entrepreneur thing and your health coach. That's great. That's wonderful. If you can help people by selling your healthy products and all those things, that's totally cool. Good for you. I'm glad you can make a living out of that. And I hope that you're truly helping people. To try and confuse my team or to skate around credentials with me to where I'm trusting you, so I'm not going to notice it. I don't understand what the plan was here, first mm-hmm. of all, to get to the day where we're doing the workshop and you're not a nutritionist. <laughs> like that's that's kind of a huge slap in the face where you can just be like, hey, I'm going to screw this guy over and try to get, I don't know what the plan was here. It was just, it's so weird. But this person is not a nutritionist from at least my background. They've been super spotty with communication and I'm pr- I was pretty mad about it. So I'm going to be doing the nutrition and macronutrient workshop myself. I'm just going to, because I have a sports nutrition certification. I've got a lot of reference, a lot of background. I'm going to stay within my scope of practice, but I can talk about a lot of different things and use myself as reference. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be, and I feel more comfortable being able to talk about those things than have somebody who is, I don't really have any reference with, and they also don't have education talking to my my member base. So... <laughs> It's been a crazy situation. I, I could not believe, I thought you'd find that funny. I could not believe that this person thought that they were going to like get away with not giving credentials and then skating around it and eventually getting to the day of the workshop or whatever and just being like, yeah, this is my business or I don't know. Dude, that, okay, it is funny. It I am not a, the guy to do that too. It is a funny situation, but it's also like the reason I'm not laughing is because I'm thinking if who, I don't know who it is, but I'm, I'm sure they were selling like freaking Herbalife or Arbon or some shit like that. But like, I'm not laughing be, because if they presented to your members, they would try to then sell the product and be like, Hey, you guys can have like, no cap to your salary and <laughs> like that whole spiel. And I'm just thinking of the snowball of disaster that would create because now they're like, okay, so the guy that we trust, Andrew brought in this person to teach us about nutrition and it was a shit show. So now you would be complete. Now your credibility for bringing people in is completely gone. Yeah. They're not going to trust you with any of that. 
but I think you're making the right move in you doing it for a couple of reasons. One, you've been doing it a while. I mean, you know, not giving out specific diet plans, but you've been, you know, whether it's like experimenting with certain diets for chunks of time um, or just finding consistent nutrition plans for yourself, doing a certification, you know, you do have a knowledge base, um, but also in the future, if they have questions, you work there, you're there all the time. So they can kind of, you know, if there's something during your presentation that, you know, they don't have time to ask their question or whatever. Well, okay, cool. They'll see you in two days. Way It's going to be way more beneficial that way. So I think you're making a very smart move there. Yeah. No. And you have a really good point there too. The, the, the deplatforming that that would, that would take place more than likely off of my own, it'd be like a self-inflicted deplatforming mm-hmm. where people would not trust me. And I mean, it, it's almost, and once again, maybe I don't know the whole story, but it seems almost very selfish for that person to try and make that happen mm-hmm. all out of the personal vendetta of trying to promote themselves. And because specifically I had, remember I had asked personally, Hey, I need a nutritionist. I need, a, I need a dietitian, somebody with major credentials to speak. So if, if you have those credentials, great, you know, let's talk. And then for my team to reach out and do the same thing. And then they're trying to skate around it. And now it's a couple times in a row, like maybe the first time it's a misunderstanding or a miscommunication where mm-hmm. they didn't give them, but the second time to do it again, I mean, what's going on here? And then I did my homework in that way, but it's, it's just asinine. It's crazy, dude. I cannot believe that that was to take place. So mm-hmm. definitely going to go about it the right way. Just going to talk about, it, make it fun. And we're going to make it a, an event where we're kind of going to lead into FrogFit, which is part, it's a membership that is more of that health coach in-house along with Eat the Frog Fitness, where you work with one of our coaches, you do check-ins and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So I'm going to postpone it, I believe, about a week or so because, I mean, it was originally supposed to be this Friday, but if I'm running this thing, I want to do it right. I also don't want to do it when I'm like 60% energy. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that I give myself enough time where I feel good and I can go through and answer all the questions and all that. So and we'll make it fun. We'll make it a whole event and in that way. But I thought you'd find that funny. <laughs> oh, dude, it, it, is, it is funny, but I'm also just so relieved that you kind of skirted around that just potential disaster. Oh, man, that would have been that would have been so bad. And it, it's just it is almost like it could be viewed as a betrayal thing where, you know, Andrew betrayed our trust with education. So I take that stuff, I take fitness and what we do super seriously. And I, I know you guys who have been listening for a little while understand that where anybody who commits to working with me or my company or whatever company it is that we have, or if you listen to our podcast, I truly believe that Cam and I, for an example, with this podcast, have a responsibility where if you're taking time and you're trusting us with part of your fitness journey, part of your fitness education, that's a huge thing. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lead you astray. I'm going to give you all the information that I have and try to help educate us the best that, you know I can. I know that Cam has the same mindset because it is a big responsibility. It's I'm not going to feed you guys fake stuff 
we're here for you. And I don't ever want anybody to feel that way. So yeah. I was, oh man. And it, it, like when somebody's trying to screw me a little bit or to like come at me and, and mess with what I've worked so hard to build or, you know, the relationships I've tried to, to build and support and be there for, you know, that that gets at me, Cam. So it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm sure the members will get a lot of value out of it and it'll be a good way for you to kind of, you know, just get to know them more, build your own credibility with them and, you know, all, all that. I mean, dude, when, when I was at the Orange Theory in Schaumburg, when we would bring in Tressa to do nutrition stuff, dude, we'd have like 40 or 50 people show up every single time. Like that's definitely a component. Cause if you're, if you're going to your classes regularly, you, in your mind, you're like, okay, I got the fitness part figured out cause I'm going consistently and it's planned for me. But you know, they go home and they're like, what the hell do I cook? I mean, what am I, what am I doing here? Or if I want to go out for dinner, you know, how do I do that in an intelligent way? It's like, that's not something that people just know. Like American culture is like, dude, you should like enjoy all aspects of your life. And the big one in America is nutrition. It's like, I shouldn't say nutrition because it's just like gorging yourself with food and stuff. But, you know, that's like what like we're kind of taught. A lot of yeah. us, at least, you know, it's like everything in balance, but really the balance is way off because you're really just mainly eating what you like and what tastes good and not tracking it or anything like that. So just to give people even just some practical advice just for them to kind of have their, their feet on steady ground is, is really valuable. I don't think, I don't think most people have that to be honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's, it's going to be good to talk about those things. And I, I think I had said this prior to, it was surprising to me how many people did not still did not understand, at least in my, uh, in my community, did not understand what macronutrients were or how they worked or even a simple calorie deficit. So I'm excited to talk about those things and help just bring some very basic, you know, within the scope of practice education points mm -hmm. uh, to these people that are the most important things, in my opinion, that we have to focus on in order to see success. If I don't understand how energy systems work, if I don't understand how macronutrients work, how can I dream of being successful unless accidentally inside of <laughs> fitness, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you this, dude, I, uh, after we recorded, I think it was last week, I started tracking again and I was like, all right, Cam, let's just start with, you're going to do point, 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight. So for me, that ends up being about 155 grams per day. And I was like, Hey, let's just start with 200 grams of carbs and let's just see, let's just see what happens. Dude, I started like, I've leaned out a little bit that I've already noticed and I think part of the reason is because for me, getting in 155 grams of protein, it's not that it's difficult, but it is something that I have to try to do. I mean, I yeah. can, I can, I can do it every day, but you're not going to, especially with your, your height and weight, you're not going to slip and fall into that type of protein. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you know, one of those things where if I know that I have to hit that protein goal I think what happens kind of on accident for me is I start eating a lot cleaner because 
the amount of protein I'm going to get from, I don't know, like Doritos or something is like negligible. So if I'm like, okay, I have a certain amount of appetite throughout my day. I need to hit this protein goal. So what am I going to do? So I've been eating chicken, ground turkey, a little bit of beef. And I'm like, dude, that dude, chicken kicks ass, dude. If you learn how to cook it properly, you have it with some rice with a boyan cube in there. Oh my God, dude, it is, it's delicious, dude. My guy, the guys at work, they like, they make fun of me. Like they call me whole foods sometimes, <laughs> which I don't get. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me, but like, I'm always eating at work apparently. And they because just, you're not smashing triple cheeseburgers every day. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, my, my, my coworkers, they drink multiple sodas a day. Like I don't, I haven't seen my coworker, my new coworker. I haven't seen him drink water yet. Really? <laughs> He comes in with a, a styrofoam cup that's like, it's like a big gulp, but one size down, full of soda. And then he comes with a Meyer bag that's got like three more regular pops in it. And it's like, dude, just even looking at, like every now and again, dude, I'll enjoy, like just do just like a nice cold Coca-Cola is so good. If you look at the can, you're like, Dude, this thing's got like quite a few calories for how quickly you drink it. And if you're pounding soda all day, you could you could honestly end up drinking like 800 calories worth of liquids. Well, I think it, I think it's easy to get inside those habits too, right? Where you just I mean, you guys all know this, you've been in that situation where you get off of the path in some specific situation. And then it's a, it's a snowball where, Hey, it's so much easier to add on an extra pop or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then, or cookie or whatever, whatever have you. And then it's just an addition game through there. And mm -hmm. it's, I've done it a million times this year with caffeine so much easier to say, Hey, you know what? I actually, I'm, I'm having my first cup of coffee today that I've had in about a week and mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome. Um, and even just taking a week off, I was pounding probably 300 plus MGs of caffeine last week mm -hmm. and on the daily. And, you know, this half cup of coffee, I'm like, man, I'm feeling pretty good. And mm -hmm. just pulling back and forcing yourself. Pop is another great example there because I was at the grocery store um, a little while ago and I remember that 75 hard mindset. I'm like, man, I would love a pop. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, I can't do it. But even if I wasn't on 75 hard, knowing if I buy myself that 24 pack or whatever of diet pop, as soon as I have one, it's so much easier to opt to have another one of those versus water. Mm -hmm. So why even create that scenario? Why even have that in the house? Right. Or like what you do is like, if you, if you want to, if you want to pop, buy one from those little refrigerators by the aisle. Cause I'm with you, dude. If I buy a 24 pack of Coke, you know, I'm keeping six in the fridge cause you got to have them cold. And anytime I crave one, it's like, Oh dude, it's there. Like I got to get rid of these somehow. Like I just, I know myself and I know that's what I do. Obviously if I was on like a, a pretty regimented diet plan, I could resist that pretty easily. But you know, it would be something like, okay, I'll just track it and I'll add it to my daily caloric intake and no big deal. But then it's like, dude, your brain will just start craving them more and more and more and more. And then all of a sudden, dude, each Coke has like, 
know, it has like a, somewhere between like 120 and 150 calories, something like that. Eat 24 of those. That's like, that's over 2,400 calories that you've now just added over the course of time. And you didn't, and you didn't have to, and it came down to like one decision. Well, I found myself in an interesting mindset recently where I thought about when I, whenever I look at a pop at the grocery store, I'm thinking to myself, all of the, all the crap that's inside of that thing. And especially it's so much easier to do that when all I've been drinking is coffee and water or even Mm -hmm. the energy drinks that I would pound just to make it through the day because, you know, we're running on E trying to run a business. There's so much extra stuff inside of that. Whereas how much even cleaner just black coffee is Mm -hmm. to just toss in the coffee maker, cook it up, brew it up, whatever, and just go with it. And looking at looking at the water that we take in every day too are we trying to substitute some of that hydration some of some uh, some of that water that is so necessary for helping the body work effectively especially if i'm sick or something like that how is this going to be any more beneficial at all mm-hmm. this is just going to hold us back or even from an athletic perspective from a a bodybuilding perspective from a leaning out perspective. This is not going to help expedite things. This is this is going to create more issues than positivity inside of the system. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I've been um, looking at that as more of a an overall health mindset. Like what if you look at that stuff, you're like, what is this? This is not anywhere near natural and this there's no way that this is good for me to regularly be putting in my body. Yeah, I've been thinking like that more so with um like dessert type things because like it'll be something with like smothered like whipped cream and all this like cakey stuff and whatnot i'm like what is like in there or or, like how is it benefiting me like you know i got a little you know i I have a weak little tummy you know so it's like a lot of things (laughs) a lot of things like upset me so i've been thinking about things a little bit more like logistically about how you know Again, going back to like the cost opportunity, like, okay, how's it going to taste? It's probably going to taste pretty good. I'm not going to get a lot of nutritional benefit out of it. And then I'm also more than likely not going to feel very good as well. Now I will, I mean, I'm going to say, dude, sometimes it is worth it where I'm like, man, that just sounds so good. I haven't had this sort of treat in a very long time, whatever. And then, you know, it doesn't upset my stomach terribly, but I'm like, okay, I just kind of ate a bunch of calories and didn't do much for me. But I'm like, all right, well, if I do it once a month or whatever, not that bad. But if that becomes the main thing that you like, you're just craving it all the time, like that can become a real issue. But also it's like, why do I, why do I need that? Like, but then when you do have it, it is very nice. Like me and Abby got some ice cream the other day and I'm like, man, I have not, and it was dairy free. Don't worry. I have not had something like that. I hadn't had it in such a long time that I was like, dude, should we go get Captain Sunday? I was like, that sounds so good right now. And it was a ton of fun. Like, but the thing is now we, that was two days ago. Now I'm like, dude, I don't want Captain Sunday for a long time. Like it's an, it's a nice little thing to treat yourself to, but I don't want to get it every Friday or every time, you know, it's just nice weather out. And it's like, Ooh, ice cream could be a nice little treat. It's like, no, I don't want that to become a normal thing. Yeah. You know what? 
I'm feeling, uh, it's funny you say that, kind of staying on the path. I'm feeling dangerous these days, Cam. Over this past week, it's been a... With COVID, yet you're feeling pretty... <laughs> sitting on your ass like, yo, I'm lethal, though. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a dangerous mindset where I've been kind of negative and it, it, it sucks being stuck at home. And I know you know that and everybody else who's been through this know that feeling over the last year and a half or so. But I'm in this situation where personally, I'm coming off of a two-thirds finish of 75 hard. So I've been able to be successful to a certain extent. I know that I would have been able to go through the entire thing in lieu of this uh, bat soup sickness. And a situation where I don't feel like I need to binge out or fall off the rails. And I've made a lot of progress for efficiency, for business, for fitness, all those good things in the, in the first two thirds of this 75 hard thing. I feel like I'm ready to capitalize on this minor reset and work harder at the things that I want to accomplish over the next few months. So dialing in the, the diet even more, dialing in the training even more, and seeing some, of course, business too, and seeing some major headway on those things. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm in a, a really good mental place after having to sit still for a while. And it's almost like, once again, it's, it's reminding me what a blessing it is to be able to train ourselves and you know, try to accomplish things that we want to accomplish, especially with my birthday coming up next week. It's a great reminder. I'm getting older. Mm -hmm. And this is the prime of my athletic career naturally. And if I want to capitalize on that, if I want to capitalize and see some major potential that I have underlying, I have to, I have to put in the work. I have to do it now. Yeah. And so the opportunity cost of being able to take it easy or enjoy life, quote unquote, by not working hard or not hitting the workout or staying on the diet or not working on the business, those opportunities aren't as attractive as the discipline that it takes to accomplish the harder things right now. Mm -hmm. So I feel ready to, ready to go about that stuff. And the, the clock is ticking, man. 27 is not young anymore. It's not old. But once again, in terms of athletic achievement and performance, and especially if I, I want to try to put on some mass, I mean, looking at Alex, he's only five years older than us. Yeah, he's like right? 33 or 32, something yeah. like that, you know. But yeah, man, I mean, again, it goes back to what we were talking about last episode. It's like, we're in an age where you're kind of starting to like enter like the real arena of life where it's like a lot of things that you used to do or be tempted by or whatever. It's like they are, they start to become less naturally appealing and more of like, Oh, I just do this because it's what I've always done, but it's kind of holding you back in the yeah. long run. And now it's yeah. kind of like, Oh, this is time to kind of, you know, really focus in, on what you really want from life. And the funny thing is though, you're on the outside, you're going to be doing things that don't necessarily look enjoyable and maybe they won't be enjoyable every day, but you're going to in some way like doing them because 
it's going to get you to where you want to be. So, yep. okay, yeah, working out really early because that's when you have to do it. A lot of people are like, oh, why would you get up at four? It's like, well, okay, it's something you like to do. Like, do you imagine this? When I used to work out at like 4 a.m. because I had to, people would ask me like, like, why do you do that? Or like, is it hard for you? It's like, yeah, it's not easy getting out of bed. But imagine if there was like your your favorite thing to do. If the only time you could feasibly do it was at 4 a.m., would you? And that kind of gives it into a different perspective where it's like people assume that no one likes training. I love it. It's a ta- it is the I can honestly say it's the only thing like only hobby sort of thing along with smoking meat that I will, I will probably do until I die. Like I it, it will it's never going to go away. In some capacity I will always be training because it's it's a ton of fun and I love seeing the progress. But people that aren't in that mindset you know it's it's difficult physically for them. And it's difficult mentally because it's a brand new challenge. They're like, why would you ever get up so early and do it? It's like, okay, well, if you really love playing video games, you can only play them at 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Wouldn't you do it? A lot of people probably would. And it's, it's once again, it goes back to the opportunity cost. Is this more worth it than the things that I'm missing out on? And I think very often we like to say things like, yeah, the – the opportunity cost is definitely there and it is more worth it because the the issue of not working on my health, my fitness, being more satisfied inside of my body, being more comfortable inside of the place I live, it's much more appealing than the the issues I'd have to deal with if I was not focusing on that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, you, you'd be focusing on, hey, my low back and hips ache, but not because you're so used to being active and now you're not. It'd be because you probably have shit posture and you sit all day and things are just tight, kind of tight and bound up. It's like you'd be dealing with and I've different got 50 pounds front loaded on my, on my hips and back. <laughs> yeah. Imagine wearing your weight vest literally all day and it's all front loaded. Like, dude, your, your back would just be torn up, dude. It'd be brutal. Or even, or and even if this is you and you have that extra weight that's added on or it's been on the frame for a good decade or so at the very least that's going to that's going to put some major strain on the body but the cool thing is that's not permanent we can we can adjust that and we can change that so mm-hmm. dude it's funny that you that you bring that up because we were we were hanging out with some friends last night and the couple that was having oh, us over COVID. the the husband was uh <laughs> <laughs> don't gather. Um, so he's going to school to be an occupational therapist, but part of his classes is he has to take this like really advanced anatomy course. And right now he's learning about the veins and the arteries, capillaries, and like the certain pathways they take and all, all that sort of stuff. Right. And he was saying how it's, it's crazy what some of these doctors or surgeons rather have figured out. Like they figured out if your arteries and veins that are kind of surrounding your heart, if they're really clogged, they will take veins from your veins and arteries from your leg, transport them to replace the ones by your heart and put the ones that are by your heart and put them in your leg. And that is an incredible medical feat. I don't know how the hell you do that successfully, but I told him, I'm like, if you need that operation, 
and, and if you have to get it in an emergency, hey, get it. That's, you know, it's better than dying. But after that surgery, wouldn't you think, hey, maybe I should start walking more? Shouldn't I start eating a little bit better? Like, what a huge wake-up call. Like, hey, they had to take veins from my legs and put them in my chest. Yeah, you might yeah. want to start walking a little bit there, okay? <laughs> like, it's crazy to me. It's crazy. And it doesn't take much. Like, you don't need to become Cameron Haynes and start running 16 well, plus sometimes- miles every day. Sometimes the smallest feats do feel heavy, right? And mm-hmm. that's it's the it's the initial changes, the initial walking in. I remember back in the day when I before I'd even started working as a personal trainer, I saw Gold's Gym down in uh, Bloomington, Normal, Illinois, and I was I wanted to join a gym. Gold's Gym was very convenient, very uh, easy access, very close to my apartment, and I remember seeing it, and I was like, man. I don't know if I can go here because this is for like the real deal fitness people. And I'm, you know, I'm 20 years old, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough muscle mass on my body yet. I'm not comfortable with it. Wouldn't, what a crazy mindset to have as a 20 year old kid. But the, the confidence level there was so non-existent. Mm-hmm. And it, it's an interesting mindset or it's a, an interesting opportunity to be able to look inside my head and my mindset as a 20-year-old man, 20-year-old boy, thinking that I was not close enough to where I needed to be to go to a Gold's Gym Express next to a a grocery store. And it took took a lot of courage to walk in and say, hey, I'd Mm -hmm. like to sign up for a membership, which is crazy. So how, how do all these other people feel? Looking back, yeah, I was, I wasn't, didn't have a lot of muscle mass. I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but who cares? Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody if somebody had been out of fitness for their entire lives, they're in their thirties or forties or so, and they don't know anything, and they're they're super insecure about it, or maybe they're a hundred pounds overweight, it's got to be hard, man, to do that very first step. But once you get in there, once you get inside that position, that opportunity to to see positive change and you know, once you learn a little bit, then, hey, I'm inspired to learn about this or that. It's the same thing that we're doing with this macronutrient workshop that I'm going to get to lead and help explain macronutrients and energy systems to people. That's huge because once mm-hmm. we have that knowledge, that's a dangerous knowledge piece to have because now I can do damage. I can start really seeing some positive change inside of my life with that information. Same thing yeah. with anything that we learn inside of training, fitness mm-hmm. training. Yeah, I think that's that's good. If, if you're just looking, if you're someone who's like just starting off like with working out and whatnot, and if your goal is just like, hey, I just want to, I want to be healthy. I want to be more active. I don't need to have these grand fitness goals, but I just want to, I want to take care of my body. I mean, what a great place to start. Like just, just start going to the gym or you don't need to start with that. Like just start being more active. Just get some, just get the ball rolling in some sort of way where if you, if you're like the person that Andrew's just describing, like you're a hundred pounds overweight, you've been inactive your entire life. You eat just whatever. Um, a great place to start is, you know, go on like three 15 minute walks a week. You, You will feel so good. Even just doing that, like after your walk, you'll feel like you accomplished something. 
your your body will be kind of like woken up because it hasn't been freaking working in 30 plus years. And then you build upon that. And that's a way different approach than what a lot of people do where they're like, okay, I'm hundred pounds overweight. I've never worked out. I need to become a bodybuilder. It's like, that is so far from where you're at. Nobody, nobody thinks like that, Cam. Literally nobody. <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. I think people think like, hey, if I'm going to do this, I need to become like, like just ripped. And I mean, maybe if you're a guy, you're like, okay, I need to become like a V tapered alpha male looking guy. It's like, dude, that's going to take a lot of time. That's what a lot of guys want, dude. When it's January, they're like, dude, I'm going to get my arms pumped, my shoulders huge, all this okay. stuff. Nobody nobody believes when they're in that situation, though, nobody believes that that is possible. Right, because they haven't gained any confidence. They don't They don't know what they can the, even the do. Self, yeah, the self-efficacy doesn't, doesn't exist at that point. So the ability, the, the self-belief in being able to manipulate and change one's life or one's body, one's lifestyle People don't believe that they can make lasting changes, and that's oftentimes why they're afraid to join gyms, period, or join something like Eat the Frog Fitness because it's a monetary investment, but mm-hmm. I don't trust myself to not waste that money, right? So that's why my argument for coaching, for personal training, for being able to look for that provided support is huge. Because if you are one of these people and you don't feel like you have a great background, you don't have a good group of people, a family, friends, whoever, support system to get you started, you need that. You need some type of environment to place yourself into because the chances of you, and I'm not saying, guys, this is impossible, but you trying to go from somebody who is sedentary, who does not have a fitness-centered lifestyle or any fitness components in your lifestyle, and to take yourself place yourself in this alien environment without any support system or any knowledge base that's pouring into you and stay consistent and make these lifestyle changes on your own, once again, without any supporting systems, the chances of that taking place and being sustainable are so incredibly low. Mm -hmm. Once you replace a few of those things with some supporting backgrounds, whether those are friends or family or a personal trainer, a program, an environment, a group of people that you work in, a gym, a specific gym where everybody's following the same program, the same routine, the same education points, the same talking points that makes it fun and engaging, you're, the chances of you seeing some headway, because like Cam and I have said time and time again throughout this podcast, the number one thing that you can do to see progress, guys, is be consistent and not allow yourself off that track. Because even if you don't have the best program for yourself right now, if you don't give up, if you continue to hit those things week in and week out, and that's what most people don't do, you're going to see progress. And then you can make adjustments from there on. Well, it's the same concept as someone saying, oh, I'm self-made. No, you're not. Like People that are successful, they've probably got a really good team or some sort of support system surrounding them and same thing it's like i find it very rare that someone would be very successful in their fitness goals and they say i did literally everything by myself i have no support system like if their whole family is completely sedentary and they have no friend or any resource any coach nothing that's been helping them out i think you're you make a good point like the odds of that working out is very low. I'm maybe it's sure, maybe it's possible. 
but it makes a world of a difference. And this may be a good argument for um, the group fitness industry. If someone doesn't have a support system and doesn't want to pay X amount per session for a personal trainer, then starting off with group fitness is, is a great way to get started just to even build confidence. Cause like the camaraderie that you see being built in the group fitness space, it's so encouraging. Like no one, I am, I didn't see anyone that ever, you know, trash talked anyone because they weren't running fast enough or lifting heavy enough, unless they were really good friends and they're just shit talking, but that's way different, right? Like if there's a new member and people see that they've been, you know, going pretty consistent and they're busting their ass, it's like, dude, you will get encouraged beyond belief if you talk to another member. I mean, and then from there you can build upon that, right? Like once you kind of gain that confidence, maybe you do transition into, into another workout modality and maybe you convince one of your friends to also get into it. And then you've just created a support system for someone else and, and also kind of for yourself. Cause if they become consistent, then all of a sudden you have a workout partner and you guys can explore different modes of working out, but you do need someone to just be kind of in your corner rooting for you. Otherwise it's, it's a steep uphill battle. Let me know if you uh, agree with this, Cam. What I would argue and what I've seen inside of the fitness industry, especially more recently, people who are newer or who aren't as progressed inside of their own fitness um, lifestyles, fitness journeys, whatever you want to call them, uh, they don't have tons and tons of fitness progress yet. They are exponentially more encouraged and the the situation where people are talking shit or making fun of people who are newer to the gym or who are trying to make lifestyle changes the reality of that or let's say the the new year's resolutioners the amount of times that people are ridiculed or looked down on or talked bad about be in those situations is so small compared to what the perception is, it's incredible. Now, on the flip hand, it's the people who have seen a lot of progress or who've seen a lot of success and have been dedicated for a while or maybe sacrifice things that other people wouldn't be willing to sacrifice in order to see continued progress and achievement inside of their own personal health and fitness. Those are the people who are looked down on and who are you know kind of talked about or trash talked to a certain extent um, because they've seen more progress. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely don't think like, I understand why people starting off would be intimidated or worried about like getting made fun of or whatever, but like, I don't think that ever happens. Like, I don't think it's very, it's like unfounded. Like, yeah, maybe you got bullied like in high school for being maybe overweight or whatever. So you think the gym is going to be a replication of that scenario and people are going to laugh at you or whatever. But dude, I've been going to like commercial gyms for like almost a decade now. I have not once seen someone who's very fit, very in shape, go up to someone who's clearly just starting off and say something negative. If, if I've seen that person go up to the unfit person, it's normally like some sort of workout tip or encouragement or something positive. 
I, th- I think it is somewhat unfounded that people get intimidated, but I do understand why that would be the case. You know, I, I do think back every now and then of that one time that we wore the same t-shirt to export fitness and we got made fun of. <laughs> yeah. Because that... we were, we were, we were like, we were undeveloped and, or we were smaller or whatever. So there was some, there was some bigger, you know, stronger guy who was like shit talking us and like, it was like making two fun people. of us. Yeah. Yeah. But the, and I, I look back at that and I use that as kind of, cause sometimes I'll see that idiot and I'm like, this, or I was probably, I don't know if I am anymore, the same size as him, you know, if not maybe bigger in some ways, knowing the difference in mindset, it's just, it's such a strange situation to be in thinking that you want to make fun of somebody for whatever reason it is in the gym. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not a common thing at all. So I can look back and think of one specific situation over my last seven years inside of training inside of regular gyms. And I do it pretty regularly, Mm -hmm. but that's the only one I can really think of. Yeah. I can think of this one time when there was two guys who, I mean, clearly have been working out for a very long time. Um, if you and I went to export, I, you would, and if I was like, Hey, those guys, like you, we see them there all the time. Um, it's like an Asian dude and a white dude that kind of sort of looks like Jay Cutler's like face kind of. Um, and they're doing like pretty heavy squats. I mean, like for reps they're they got like four plates on the bar and they're just pumping them out. And, when you're under like such a heavy load and really pushing yourself, yeah, dude, you're probably going to scream or grunt or do something. It's the same thing that tennis players do. Like it just, I don't know, you get like more power out of it. Right. So they're doing, they're doing that. And you know, it's, it's whatever. Like, I feel like most people kind of got it. They're like, yeah, dude, they're freaking moving that shit. And there's this guy that like, dude, it's just, I don't know. Would it, Honestly, he was being a douchebag because he was yelling back at them and he was doing like this like chest press machine thing. And like they would yell, he would yell to like make fun of him. But the vibe, I was kind of like looking around and everyone was like looking at the guy that was yelling back and it kind of felt like the vibe of like, dude, you're being an asshole. Like <laughs> you are, you're bar- first off, you're barely lifting any weight. You're currently not lifting anything. And you're making fun of these dudes who are crushing it. Like, I kind of felt like everyone understood why they'd be yelling. And then that guy's making fun of them. It's like, dude, you're being an asshole. Like, they're trying to better themselves. And that's what happens when you are pushing yourself. You know, it's like, I don't know. That's that's, probably, I'd say that's pretty rare, too. When It happened w- one make, time in seven years. One time. Make fun, we'll make fun of people who are more or farther along their, their fitness situation. And they have more development and they have more muscle mass. Most of the time that does not take place, especially to somebody's face. Right. Especially when it's one guy and then doing it to two guys who are insanely huge. Like that is kind of, <laughs> I don't know if that's courage or if it's stupidity <laughs> or like what it is, dude, but they racked the weights and they like looked over at the guy. They're like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like they were yeah, they were uh, not not too happy, but what is what a situation? Well, yeah, it was it was interesting. So training modalities, 
talking about all these different ways uh, of training ourselves and getting where we want to be. We're talking about power lifting. We're, we're talking about cross training. We're talking about cardio-based training, standard bodybuilding. What are the differences between all these things? What are the outcomes? I know we've talked about themes uh, of this stuff before for you guys, but kind of going along with that and understanding because we, we've talked about stimulus today, and I know you guys have been a part of that one and heard me kind of uh, highlight it. Different stimulus impact the body in a different way. And stimulus is essentially what training is. We're trying to send signals to the body to change or adapt in a certain direction. So what stimulus should I be putting on my body in order to get where I want to be? Right. So it is going to, this is one thing where it's like, you don't want to just really go into the gym and just start moving weights around. I mean, honestly, if you've never worked out before and if you just start doing that, like, it's kind of funny. Like you will see results just from doing almost any sort of resistance training when you're a, a newbie. But once you kind of determine what you want and what you value, that's when you got to start being a little bit more picky and it, it might involve you doing things that you don't find quite as enjoyable compared to when you're just moving the weights around. But like, let, let's, let's start with bodybuilding. Um, I think it'd be beneficial just to briefly go over like the mindset towards the workouts and the, some of the nutrition aspects for each of these. So like with bodybuilding, it's like, wh what are you going to start with? Right. You're going to start with what parts of my body, what musculature do I need to build up to create the physique. So I don't know how you would really do this, Andrew, but if it were me, I would find kind of the, the physique that I would desire to have and then compare it to my own, which nowadays is like apparently not a healthy thing to do. <laughs> but I think, I think it, it is, if that's your goal, it's like, why would you not compare yourself to the ideal of what you could be? It's going to motivate you um, and see where you're lacking and start from there. Where would, where would you, would you start in a similar spot or what would you do? If where well, where am I starting at here? Am I, am I general population? Let's say you're, you're general. Oh yeah. So let's say for, for all these scenarios, your general population who has, you know, you've been kind of just moving their weights around. You've been, you've been working out like you're familiar with the gym, but haven't really been honing well, I in think, on a I think, goal. I think a better way to go about this is understanding what the objectives are and you know, chew into the microphone, <laughs> you big <laughs> torque. <laughs> this guy, this guy is not taking this thing seriously. So I would, I would try to understand what is my objective in terms of fitness right now? What am I, so, so what am I trying to accomplish with my, my fitness, with my body, my whatever, and then try to try to understand the best route to go about that. I would argue bodybuilding for most people is not the way to go about, especially if I'm general population, trying to get more accustomed into a fitness lifestyle for most people. I know I'm kind of changing the direction of the conversation, but for most people out there, 
bodybuilding is going to be well for everybody bodybuilding is going to be more isolated training more specific muscle group uh training where we're trying to bring up like cam said specific areas of the body but that's not what we need to focus on if we're trying to onboard ourselves into a fitness world and we're not conditioned in in a a big way at all for muscle or for weight training period so what we would want to do inside of general population is to get into a regular routine i would argue most of our training days would want to be full body because we want to send as much signal to the body as possible to change and to adapt and to get stronger in some direction because we have a great opportunity, especially onboarding ourselves onto a new lifestyle, a new training routine to gain a lot of muscle, to see a lot of body recomposition very quickly because this is all new to us. And then we also want to continue to learn and practice complex training movements like the squat, like the deadlift, like, you know, whatever, whatever have you. But we want to practice these movements without tons and tons of weight. We don't need tons of weight because we don't need a lot of resistance to send those signals to the body at this point if it's mm -hmm. all new. But we want to practice these movement patterns to get good at them. So the more frequent that we practice them, the better we get, the faster we get. So my recommendation off of general population would be not to worry about a label or something like that. It's, it's much, much simpler. It's we need to get into a routine that allows us to take on complex training patterns frequently and focus on not compromising. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, before you get into any real specific, like physical endeavor, whether it's bodybuilding, powerlifting, whatever your body and it's like a pretty general way to put it. It needs to know how to move under load. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's a very simple and, you know, going back to what Andrew was just saying, big movements, squatting, deadlifting, benching, overhead, pressing, all those things that is like, you're like, dude, you're freaking your core. And then like half your body with all those movements, like most of your body's going to be working with those movements. And they're also like, not daily movements, but you should be able to squat just a body weight squat. That should be a basic fundamental movement that you are able to do. And if you're able to add load to that progressively, I, again, what Andrew said, you do not need a lot of weight, dude. You could put a lot of people, sedentary people under the bar, have them do three sets of 10 and they'll feel it the next morning. If, if they're not working out at all. So obviously you do want to have that, that general base. Um, I mean, I don't really know how long it would take, but what Andrew is saying, you know, having a, a consistent routine, you kind of know the, <clears throat> the limits of your body, right? You don't want to just, if you're starting powerlifting and you've never squatted, you don't want to just put 225 on the bar and just freaking rip it. You will hurt yourself more than likely. If you have no training background whatsoever, that is a bad idea. So being consistent and knowing what your body is capable of, those are, that's like the standard before you go into like a real big endeavor. And obviously on top of that, knowing what you want to like, if you don't really, you know, if you just want to get strong and you're like, I don't really care too much about how I look. I just want to be able to lift the heavy weights without, you know, like getting fat or whatever. That's going to look different than if you're like, yo, I want to look like a, a fitness model or whatever. 
So knowing what you want and having a strong base, those are the two things you should have before getting into any of these. Yeah, and then things will change after that, trying to get into a, a specific training routine that's going to allow me to be successful inside of the the the, the, the goals I have for myself. So if your goals align much closer to CAM, I want to perform as best I can. I want to be as strong as possible. Those are the biggest objectives I have. Then following along with more of a strength training, a, a powerlifting routine would align with that. And that's going to be heavier weight training, trying to focus on that performance base, trying to see new numbers, trying to see better form um, and progressing in that way. Now, if you, your goals are more as aesthetically driven like myself, and those are the things that you know, make you excited about seeing progress, seeing better physique, you know, more, uh, maybe, maybe not as much about the, the, the performance side of, of, uh, training, then isolation training is, is very beneficial for that, but we still mm -hmm. utilize strength training because that allows us to put on weight and all that as well. But trying to figure out what the, and this is the same story that Cam and I have told you guys quite a bit over the years. It's funny to say that over the years, but trying to find <laughs> what the objective is and then aligning our goals or our training program along with those goals, that's the most important thing. And it's, think about, this is a kind of a good way for, at least in my brain to think about it. A big part is intention of the movement. So if I'm going to do barbell back squats, I'm going to do it one to get better at squatting. And I'm also going to be focusing more so on the weight and how it's feeling with each rep. Now, if Andrew is doing barbell back squats, he might be thinking it's same movement, but he might be thinking more, okay, I'm going to really try to target my quads and my glutes, or he might mess with his foot positioning a little bit more to activate certain muscle groups more than he would in, in other positions. So your intention going into the movement, although it's the same thing, it, it's going to be, it's going to be different. Or like with leg press, I'm thinking, okay, last time I did two plates on each side for 20 reps and it felt like absolute shit. How's it feel this time? Where Andrew's like, you know, you might be doing two plates, 20 reps, but you might move your toes in certain ways because you want to hit certain heads of your quads. Right. So that's going to be another distinction. And if you don't know that about the person just watching them, you, you might not really, you might not know that. Absolutely. Boom. I don't know. That's, that's all I have to say about that guys. If you don't know what your, if you know what your goals are, what your objectives are, why are you trying to find a fitness routine first? You need to, once again, know what those objectives are for yourself and then find that routine that centers around those mm -hmm. or find that support system, that training environment, what have you, that coach that aligns with those as well. Yeah. So look for the problem, look for the issue, look for the objective initially and find the support system or the environment that takes you there alongside of it. Yeah. I mean, there's, and dude, there's loads of knowledge out there. I mean, with podcasts, freaking YouTube, like if you just do some of your own research, oh my God. There, and there's so much free, free content out there from, you know, you can get stuff from world championship 
powerlifters, strongmen, bodybuilders. I mean, anything you want to get into, there is no shortage of knowledge out there. Some of it, some of it's not good. Some of it's great. You got to figure that out. Okay. And some of that's going to be trial and error, but you know, it might not make sense if you're focused on, on powerlifting to do an arm day. Maybe, maybe it, Maybe it does because that's something you just you want don't, on top of being strong. Don't write like, your own routine. Just don't write your own routine, dude. Like if you don't know what you're doing, do yeah. not do not give yourself an arm. Don't give yourself any days. Just find good. somebody to, to right. guide you. Well, no, good good addition. If you don't know what you're doing, then you're just be at the mercy of people that do. And after you know, there there will probably be a day where you've accumulated a shit ton of knowledge because you've become passionate about it. And you can write your own program, but you'll be able to look at it and say, this is why I'm doing these things because of my goal. But if you're starting off, you you need help. You need guidance. You need that support system. That's true. And I would argue, guys, many of us believe fitness people are maybe not the most educated people in the world. Or I'm not even talking about professionals. I'm talking about lay fitness people, people who are regular people in the gym who train consistently, who have for years. Now consider this. Consider how much you knew about your career at the start of your four years in college, if you did attend college, or your four years of, or your two years of on-the-job training, or whatever you did. Think about how much you understood about that specific topic, that thing that you do very regularly now, hopefully, at the start. And now think of where you were at the end of your educational career. And now consider how much knowledge you had at that point versus where you have today from on-the-job experience or from Mm -hmm. environmental learning. Understand that fitness is the exact same way. There are so many things I'm sure that you're confused about that you don't understand if you're not a fitness person or you have not been one for a long time, but you also do not understand or you don't consider people who have put themselves in these situations or in this environment or in this industry like myself or like Cam for years and years as as understanding maybe even more or better off as to how things work. And you're not searching for that knowledge oftentimes. Maybe you are, but most of the time people aren't and they're not looking for that advice. Instead, they're saying, I can figure it out. I can, if I want big arms, I got to work out and I got to hit these machines or whatever it is. If we're not searching to learn from the people who have put in years and sometimes decades of training and education into this craft, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Would we do that in any other scenario? Would you try to create a new set of you know custom cabinets for your your kitchen <laughs> on your own if you don't if you're not a a world class you know craftsman right. I mean, more more than likely most of us would not most of us would outsource for that type of help i know that i wouldn't try to rewire my house and say i can figure it out i don't need an electrician no mm-hmm. what i'm going to do is i'm going to ask because i'm an idiot i don't know understand how that works <laughs> i don't want to kill myself one and two i want to see that change pretty fast i don't want to have to try to figure it out for a good few months get discouraged my light still won't turn on in my bedroom and I give up 
for a while mm-hmm. and then I come back to it and play around for another couple weeks. No, I'm going to ask for help and I'm going to outsource for that. And maybe I will try to learn a little bit so that next time, you know, the, the, the wiring isn't working. I try to learn from somebody or whatever. I hope that you understand where I'm coming from with this example. Mm-hmm. But I see this very, very common inside of our industry. Many people don't understand that this is a science or they don't want to admit that this is a science or that this is complex. But at the same time, the people who don't want to assume or admit that this is a complex science are the ones who are the most confused and frustrated and say, fitness just isn't for me. Mm -hmm. So taking those people who have dedicated, like myself or anybody else who has put a lot of time into trying to learn more, trying to be a better advocate for people who don't understand this stuff and learn from them, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You just working on arms because you think you need to lose 40 pounds and you don't really know how to do it. You're not going to get, maybe you will, maybe you will get yourself to some type of, because once again, the number one component is going to be consistency that Cam and I have talked about, but you're not going to get optimal results inside of doing it yourself if you don't have a knowledge base and you haven't put in time to learn enough. Right. And that's where I think a lot of people, they they think of the whole like bro mentality of you have to do this certain split and all this stuff. And, and again, if you've done nothing and then you start doing something, you will see changes. But is it the most optimal way to get there? Is it the most consistent way to get there? And is it the most sustainable way to get there? That's where that those come into question and that's where you need guidance. And you, a lot of it is just dropping your ego. Like absolutely dude, tr- this year, these past nine and a half, almost 10 months of me almost solely focusing on getting stronger have been so humbling. I have, I've actually taken uh, Zach Calangelo, you know, we've had him on a, a couple times as well. And he said, you know, I only follow as far as fitness people go. He only follows people that are coaches or have PhDs. He doesn't follow any fitness influencers. And so I've also kind of, you know, used that a little bit as well, where I'm like, okay, I'm going to like, if I'm going to be going through Instagram, I want to be seeing stuff from people who have PhDs in kinesiology or sports science or sports, something where I'm actually going to, I'm going to get something out of it. You know, I don't, I don't want to just see freaking Sadiq Hadzovic or whatever his last name is just doing hit on a stationary bike again. And he's just ripped. It's like, yeah, that's going to get a lot of views and stuff, but like, it's not helping me or even just reading more studies. Like it's been so beneficial just to have that knowledge and that habit, that habit of like, I need to constantly be learning about this because I want to be constantly be getting better. Absolutely. Pursue that knowledge, pursue that support, the ability to continue to progress ourselves outside of ourselves. It's not just an internal, I know the most. I am I am in a constant pursuit. Every single day, I am obsessed with trying to learn something new about my field, learn mm-hmm. something new from another fitness pers- uh, professional, somebody who has more education than I do. And I've been doing that personally as an example for you guys for the last at least three years, at least for the last three years, a consistent daily pursuit 
Mm-hmm. And if there's people who have been doing this like me for maybe a decade or even longer, a consistent daily pursuit to take in something new about fitness every single day, or maybe a, a specific niche inside of fitness that you're interested in, why would you not search for that advice mm-hmm. and that help and that support? Because that person is a, is a professional and is much more of a professional, much more of an educated standpoint than you would be on your own, left to your own vices. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that many of you out there are professionals in your own respected field. Would you not suggest that people reference you for advice or for knowledge or for guidance inside of your field? If you're a medical professional, would you not re- reference people to, to search advice through you versus trying to do it on their own all the time mm-hmm. based off of your references, your time spent in your field, the books that you've read, the people you've listened to? Of course you would. It's the same situation. So consider that and understand that there is a lot of help out there and there is a lot of good knowledge. There's a lot of bad knowledge. Find the right resources and learn from them. Yeah. Perfect. Sprinkle that one all over your guys' week. <laughs> all right, guys. That's literally all I got for you. Um, Cam, do you have anything for the the good people this week? Dude, I, I just think I think we just left them with something huge. Something absolutely huge. You, you have to know what you want and humble yourself to learn as much about it as you possibly can. And as you are learning about it in your head, you're also learning about it through your body, implementing some of the things that you're learning, seeing the results, and and then you always reassess, relearn, and then re-enter, right? You're always constantly going back to it with the new knowledge you have and the new knowledge like that your body has learned. Like, hey, what what happened when you implemented that one strategy? Oh, I got a lot stronger. Remember that then. Like take that, hold on to it, learn the next thing, and just keep going. I wanna I wanna leave this with you guys too. If you're still hanging on to your idea that, you know, fitness is not something I need to look for advice or help with or outsource, go ahead, take your shirt off, go look at yourself in the mirror or go look at yourself completely naked. I want you to be honest with yourself. Am I satisfied with what I see in the mirror? Am I satisfied with where I am right now? And by all the work that I put in prior. And if you're not, you're bullshitting yourself thinking that you can do this on your own and you can figure it out because guess what? You haven't done so, so far. So drop the ego and look for assistance. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, but you have the answer right there in front of you and you haven't been able to do it for the first 25, 30, 40, 50 years of your life. Ask for help. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to be macho man, macho woman. Look for that guidance. It'll be a whole lot easier. All right, guys, hope you hope you got something out of this podcast. If you did get something out of this podcast, do us a favor, as always. Uh, we want you to share it on social media. We want you to tell a friend about what you're listening to, especially this is episode number three, Back on the Horse. Cam and I have been in the mix. Nothing is stopping us, whether it's work, family, friends, COVID. career, COVID, nothing. <laughs> the end of the world. We're here for you guys. We're here to give you that knowledge, that support, and we're here to help you see some major progress leading into the last part of this year 
and into the next year because that's that's how we run this podcast. We remember Man. talking about 2021 and we had uh, we had 12 months to go and not quite anymore. Two and a half months. Is that true? That's I don't true. know. Uh, October, November, three, three, three and a half. Mo- no, that can't be right. There's yeah. Because oh, right, you have to do the 12th month. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you Jesus. so much. We hope you have a great rest of your week. Talk to you soon. Yeah. I live the life I deserve. Bless. Fuck a vacation. I feel better at work. I mean, whatever is worth. I get whatever.